This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Today we've got a great show for you. Father's Day is upon us, coming up tomorrow. Woot woot. We have uh, some guests on talking about different uh, Father's Day gift ideas. Uh, everything from uh, security cams you can take anywhere, the gift of music through an app, and home automation stuff. Before we get to uh, any of that, Graham, we should talk about some of the news. Yeah. Uh, Google Translate is using artificial intelligence to power a strong offline mode now, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, so we've kind of gone through this pattern of, uh, you know, translation on the device taking too much power and too much uh, processing power. So essentially, you know, in the past what was happening is you would record uh, something that you wanted to translate, whether it was typing it in or whether it was speaking to the phone. It would be sent up to the cloud, the cloud would do all the processing, and then it would be sent back down to your device. That's really great for Google uh, because they were capturing all of this translate data and turning it into their real language recognition and machine learning. Uh, But it's not really handy if you are traveling, right? I mean, if you're looking at something where you don't have data access or uh, if you're in a country where data is very expensive, like, for example, Canada... um, this, this can be I know a, that country. <laughs> it can be a bit of a problem, right? So basically by uh, bringing this offline, like these language packs are actually quite small. They're only about 30 megabytes. So you can download these on Wi-Fi or uh, over cellular. Uh, you're able to take this stuff offline. And uh, the, the algorithms, the artificial intelligence, it's actually quite smart about being able to parse what it is that you're trying to do. Uh, it's it's a really great use of machine learning. They've taken a lot of the stuff that they've learned from Google, Google Translate and packed it into a very dense little package. It's interesting. Google says 90% of the services translations are done outside of the U.S. And the language uh, packages, uh, like you were saying, typically are huge if you want to use an offline mode. Uh, but for uh, a lot of these uh, developing countries, India would be a good example. Not everyone has uh, you know, a high-end smartphone and a great data plan. So these smaller language packs definitely would make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I know for myself, I've actually done the download Google Maps in the past. Um, you know, I'm, I'm with, uh, with Rogers right now, so I'm doing the Rome like home thing for countries that have it. It's absolute agony for countries that don't. Um, you know, a friend of mine just traveled uh, to a country that doesn't have a roaming package, and she uh, checked three text messages and Instagram for 30 seconds, hit 100 bucks. But that was the, the cap on her account. Oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. And talking about making smaller programs, even Uber is doing this now. They've uh, got Uber Lite, which is a five megabyte version of the ride sharing app. This for is, developing countries. This is the type of thing that we, we really want to see. We've seen this sort of with app thinning. Um, you know, a- Apple was doing this in the past where apps were kind of starting to get really, really large because you were packing all of the assets for, you know, iPad, iPhone 10, iPhone 8, uh, iPhone SE, all into one device, or into one uh, app package. And so they were sort of thinning that out, but they're still massive. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, at one point I was looking down and I think I had something like four gigabytes of app updates. And the next day I had the same thing again. So a nice, a small, tight little package for these, uh, for developing countries where again, data can be expensive, uh, you know, lower powered phones, things that are using Android go, um, and don't have a ton of storage on them. This is a great way to really maximize the, uh, the use on that phone. So there's a rumor going out right now. I don't know if you saw this online, uh, Graham, uh, Apple, might be switching uh, to USB-C connectors instead of lightning connectors? I'm calling bull hockey on this one. Bull hockey? Bull hockey. Why? Uh, so the lightning connector is in all of their portable devices, right? It's in the iPad. It's in the iPhone SE. It's in the iPhone 8, the iPhone 10. Uh, it's in the Apple Pencil. Um, it is in the mice. It's in the keyboards. It's in the trackpads. Uh, they're not going to be replacing lightning with USB-C, but they are moving to USB-C. They're just moving to USB-C on the other end of the cable. 
So I actually have one of these cables right now. If you buy an Apple uh, 29 watt adapter, which is phenomenal if you have an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 10 because it charges so much faster. It's the, it's the quick charger for these devices. It's great for my iPad Pro as well. Um, it uses USB-C on the power adapter end and it uses lightning on the other. Got it. And so Got what it. we're going to see right now is we're going to see the move away from USB type A, which is what's in the box with all of your iOS devices right now, to USB type C, uh, which is going to be you know, ubiquitous across their entire lineup. That's what's happening. Anybody who thinks that Apple is stepping away from lightning at this point is absolutely insane. Well, that yeah, from a business perspective, it would make no sense either because they make a truckload of money certifying all these cables and devices to be uh, uh, Apple certified. Yeah, and a lot of people complain about that because, you know, cables can be expensive, but we're also seeing that when you do kind of let the playing field open up, uh, cable manufacturers and power adapter manufacturers, uh, they don't do their due diligence. They they make things cheaply without, uh, you know, protection and power adapters so they can burn your devices out. Apple is, you know, basically, we do pay a little bit more for these accessories, but we pay for accessories that thankfully won't destroy the stuff that we buy. You know, I'd rather pay $10 more for a power adapter or $10 more for a battery and not have to lose my $1,500 iPhone 10. Well, it's funny, you know, talking about cables. Uh, so the other big standard uh, still is the micro USB that, you know, a lot of smartphones and devices uh, use. Uh, I was actually trying to update my father-in-law's uh, Logitech Harmony Universal Remote. Mm -hmm. uh, and how you do that is you basically uh, plug that into your uh, your computer and go to a, a special website where you can select all the uh, devices you have, the TVs and cable boxes, and it just automatically programs it. Mm -hmm. And for the life of me, I couldn't get it to update. It wouldn't recognize the phone. And so I thought, okay, I bet it's the cable. So I, I found another micro USB cable and replaced it and it still didn't work. Huh. And so days went by me just monkeying around with this. And then I thought, maybe I should try one more cable. <laughs> and so there were two crappy cables and the third one worked. Isn't that the worst? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It was driving me absolutely mad. It, it's, it's interesting. I mean, troubleshooting usually is trying to find that point of failure and eliminating these things piece by piece. So that's, that's one of those things that drives me crazy. If I can give you a brief aside right now. Yeah. My, my Logitech Harmony I had for years, and I've actually noticed this with a lot of devices. There was this sort of soft touch, rubberized plastic that they started using in all sorts of devices everywhere. And it breaks down. Yes. And it becomes sticky. Yes. What and the, what the heck? And, and so it's like, I've seen this on dozens and dozens of consumer devices where basically you either need to strip this stuff off with acetone. Uh, I covered one of it with clear nail polish, but did, oh, that's no, gross. <laughs> did no one do any sort of uh, product research on this stuff? Like this is, you know, from about five years ago, this was a super common material. My, uh, my Vizio TV remote has this on the bottom of it. It's, oh. it's grippy. It's great. But, you know, after three or four years, this stuff breaks down and it, it's disgusting. You know, it's, I've got, I've got, I've got a cat. So basically, oh you know, God, this remote is starting that to become gross. furry. Yeah. Yeah. Not pleased. Would really love to see manufacturers out there. Uh, what was your excuse for this one? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Amazon, uh, they have uh, announced a new Fire TV Cube. It's like a Fire TV blender with an Echo Dot. We're not going to see this in Canada anytime soon, are we? No, and I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> it's, nope. It's just one of those things where, like, how many people have you seen with a, uh, with a Fire tablet? Not many. Well, you know, I, bet, I bet in the U.S. it's more prevalent. It's more prevalent, but I think it's kind of like the also-ran for a lot of a lot of people. Like this Fire TV Cube, you know, it brings together the, the Fire TV Stick and the Amazon Echo Dot, and it's like, no one really needed this. Um, so they say this thing here is supposed to be able to control your TV and even your cable box. Yeah. Is that right? It is, yeah. 
And now you're going to need a cable box that's compatible for that. Um, or oh, one there, that, uh, there's, yeah, there's or, the trick. Or something that you can use with an IR blaster. But yeah. it's, it's, it's not bad. You know, I just, I don't think that they've really, I feel like Amazon in this space, they kind of, maybe this is their, their strategy. Make something that's just good enough. You know, they, yeah. the low cost, the low barrier to entry. I think I saw a Fire tablet the other day for like 40 bucks. You know, when you're looking at $300 for an iPad, I can understand why people do kind of slide in that direction, despite the fact that it's underpowered, it's slow, it's smaller, and it has ads on it. There, there's a market out there that, you know, somebody just needs a $40 tablet. So there it is. We talk a lot about routers on this uh, program because they basically uh, share all the network uh, and internet access uh, in our homes. Uh, it's always good to get uh, a better one than what your your cable uh, provider or your internet service provider provides. Uh, so there's one here called Plume, and it's turning home Wi-Fi into a subscription service. So now you got to pay a monthly subscription fee to use this router. It's actually a, it's a yearly subscription fee or a lifetime fee. Okay. And so this is kind of interesting. Um, these guys did a Kickstarter to launch the the Plume Pod. Uh, Bell actually uh, tied in with them and has been you know producing large quantities of these things, which is why they've become a successful business. But these things are tiny little, you know, they're about three to four inches across. Um, they have an Ethernet port in the pod, and they've just launched the Super Pod, which is their four by four multiple in multiple out router. And so basically, these things it's a mesh network that just plugs into a power jack. And uh, they're, they're actually really, really good. Uh, this, the subscription, though, is for a software service that ties in with their app that gives you lots of little convenience features. Like, you know, when somebody comes over, you can create a micro guest network that just has a password for them um, that basically you can send that to them in a text message. They can log into the network. And you can also set, you can set an expiry for when that password goes. So they're here for the next three hours. You create a guest network and it's gone after that. It's also doing real-time analysis to see where devices are, how they're being used, and adapting your network for that. So 60 bucks a year gets you all of these sort of advanced features or $200 for a lifetime. And that's kind of an interesting thing because we're expecting our router companies to constantly be updating software on a purchase that's probably fairly low margin um, that, you know, it's a one-time thing. With the subscription service, it kind of gives the company the impetus and the reason and the funds to go ahead and make sure that they are staying ahead of things like that crack vulnerability that came out last year. So it's changing the way that we think about routers. And I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, and another subscription service. I kind of look at this, especially with the lifetime one. And I think that's actually, I'm okay with that. The lifetime though, they say five years. That's not, last time I looked up lifetime, that means like forever. That's actually, so five years is the warranty. Okay. okay. Uh, it's, so it's a, it's a lifetime for the actual subscription. Yeah. When you balance it out though, um, basically the subscription, the $200 US subscription plus like a hundred bucks for the uh, super pod and $40 for the pods, it's actually coming out to be around the same price as like Google Wi-Fi and uh, the Netgear Orbi. So it's kind of the subscriptions blended in uh, where you kind of have the choice of not having it. So you can be less expensive up front if you just go with the $60 or you're around the same price if you go with the lifetime. So very cool stuff. It's actually, uh, it, it launched uh, yesterday um, on uh, online. So they, as of Friday, you can make those purchases. Sounds weird to me. Yeah, I, I dig it. I'm going to try one out. I know you're all over this kind <laughs> of stuff. We still have a lot more to talk about on today's uh, program. Uh, later on, uh, we'll be chatting about a, uh, a new uh, security cam that uh, can take SIM cards. So you can literally take this thing anywhere because it's got a built-in rechargeable battery. So great for uh, cabins, cottages, uh, vacation properties, even for small businesses as well that uh, want something that's always up and online. And uh, have you ever wanted to learn how to play the guitar? Well, we've got an app for that. Give the gift of music. 
this Father's Day. Get Dad learning how to play the guitar so he can play music uh, for you. And uh, we'll also be uh, chatting about home automation, smart switches that you can put into your home that can be controlled via an app and also your voice. Don't forget to visit our website. We've got a great contest going on right now at www.getconnectedmedia.com. We are giving away a Dell Latitude notebook. This thing is amazing, super powerful, touchscreen. All you have to do is hit the contest page, again, at getconnectedmedia.com. When we come back from the break, more about home automation and some more Father's Day gift ideas for the techie father in your life. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. We've uh, got lots more to talk about on today's program. A few more uh, Father's Day uh, gift ideas. Why not give the gift of music? Would your dad learn, like to learn how to play the guitar? Well, we've got an app for that. And a, uh, a cool security cam uh, that you might want to have a look at that you can literally take anywhere. Let's talk about uh, home automation now. This is uh, something that's becoming very big for many homes. On the line, we've got one of the leaders in home automation, Queenie from TP-Link. Thanks for joining us, Queenie. Thanks for having me again. Uh, I've uh, had the chance to try many of your different uh, home automation uh, products uh, over the past few years. Uh, a lot of great stuff. Uh, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the uh, things that people can do to automate uh, their home, maybe starting with uh, switches. Yes, that is definitely one of the most common products that customers tend to start with when it comes to home automation. So TP-Link recently came out with a new smart dimmable Wi-Fi light switch, which allows customers to uh, control the lights through voice-activated device, uh, access devices um, through the smartphone and also through the Nest ecosystem. Kind of cool. Uh, so these are essentially um, light switches that would replace your existing uh, light switch. Uh, is this something that people can do themselves or should they get an electrician? Yes, that's correct. Um, with the TP-Link uh, smart Wi-Fi light switch, we have made this product to be DIY friendly. However, for customers who are uncomfortable with wiring electrical wires, uh, we do suggest you do hire an electrician. But I've done it myself and it's really easy. The only thing to be mindful of is you do need a neutral wire in your home. A lot of homes do have that, though, don't they? Uh, so th this is kind of exciting now. I I've actually started doing my light switches in my home. Uh, and to your point there, uh, not only can you control these things through uh, the, the smartphone app uh, that you can download for free, but you can use your voice now as well. Yes, that is correct. All our uh, home automation products are compatible with Google Home and Amazon Alexa. So now I, I don't even have to get off the couch anymore to turn the lights off. No, and if you own a Nest, um, when you schedule your Nest to be on or off when you're away from home and when you're coming home, it can be uh, uh, compatible with also our products as well on, on the same schedule as Nest. One thing that I did discover when I was uh, installing these uh, you know, smart switches in, in my home is that uh, not all of them are completely compatible. If you've got a room that you have a light that can be controlled by two switches, some of these switches don't work. You have to get special ones, right? That's why we also have the HS210 kit, which is a three-way uh, smart Wi-Fi light switch. Uh, a lot of newer homes, especially, like I have a condo, um, so it's also a three-way switch, and it can turn on and off from two different locations. What other things uh, should people look for when they're uh, trying to automate their home? Well, one thing is definitely better Wi-Fi coverage because you cannot actually move your socket or your light panel um, anywhere. So we do suggest that you take a look at, you know, your Wi-Fi setup. Um, and one of the things you had mentioned is that what should people look for when they start out with home automation? We do think the smart light switch is a great way to go, only because if you start with light bulbs, you're going to end up having to buy a lot more units versus a light switch. 
Yeah, the, the one, I love the smart bulbs, but the one uh, challenge I found with them is that uh, if the light switch that, uh, you know, is controlling them is off, uh, you can't control them anymore because <laughs> the power is off to them. Yes, that's correct. Uh, what about people that have uh, lamps, uh, you know, in, in their living room or, or bedroom, for example? What kind of uh, devices do you have to control those? Uh, for, for, for people with lamps or, or small electronics, we do have the HS105, which is the smart Wi-Fi uh, plug, uh, which works essentially the same on our Casa Smart app. And it's also, you can also compare it with uh, Google Home and Amazon Alexa. And for those people, obviously a good router is uh, important, like you said, but what if the router just can't reach all areas of the home? Uh, well, you know what? A great solution that's out in the market right now is called the Mesh Ho-Home Wi-Fi System, which uh, TP-Link, as a networking company, also does. Ours is called Deco M5, um, and it comes in little pods that you can place around your home to ensure that you do get that extended coverage. Um, and then you can add up to nine units, so continue to add to that system so that your entire home is covered in the same Wi-Fi network. I- explain to our listeners how that the Mesh network is different than getting a, a range extender, for example. Uh, well, the difference is when you own an existing router, you are on a, a, a network, um, and then when you add a range extender, you would be on a second network, so your device would have to toggle between the two different devices. When you own or uh, decide to uh, purchase a whole home Wi-Fi system, all the pods that's in the same system is on the same network, so there is no latency between your um, wireless device that's trying to connect to your Wi-Fi. So if you have a larger home, uh, definitely a, a solution to uh, look at. Where can people? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, where can people find out more information uh, about uh, the TP-Link gear? Uh, they can definitely find out more information at www.tplink.com or any national retailer. Thanks for joining us, Queenie. No, thanks for having me. When we come back from the break, uh, a few more Father's Day tech gift ideas. Uh, give the gift of music. We're, there's an app for that and also... Uh, a security cam that you can literally take anywhere with you. Listening, Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. We still have a lot more to talk about on today's program, including uh, having a look at a very cool security cam that takes uh, a cellular SIM card, so you can literally take it uh, anywhere. So Father's Day is upon us, uh, Graham. Did you get your dad a Father's Day gift? I did indeed. Yeah, techie? Uh, no, actually, not techie this year because he actually treated himself to a brand new Jeep. Uh, so wow, he wanted. that's nice. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's been a. I think it's been probably about almost nine or ten years since he's bought a new car, and so he uh, he he wanted to to get a new Jeep. He's got his favorite soccer team in England is the West Bromwich Albion, uh, the Baggies, and so he wanted a wheel cover for the back. So I custom designed him a wheel cover and I ordered it online. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, you know. So there's something that I uh, came across uh, that I uh, actually showed on uh, Global News, uh, on the Noon Hour News on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this. It's the Mofi um, Power Station AC. Okay. So this is one of these uh, batteries you can get to power your digital devices. Yep. Uh, this one here is a little bit more money. I think it's like a couple hundred dollars US. Wow. But it is Awesome. It's uh, like a 22,000 milliamp hour battery. Right. So this thing will power your smartphone for 100 hours, your your tablet uh, for 21 hours. And get this, it's even got a plug, like you can plug in your laptop to this. Okay. As well with a regular plug and get 15 hours of battery life for your laptop. So so basically for the Road Warrior, this thing is like, it's it's the bee's knees. It is amazing. It's about the size of a, uh, a small uh, hardcover book, that's, like a thin one. That's a really good size. It is. 
It is amazing. I I would I would take this traveling with me because you know you're always running out of power, especially if you've got a laptop. And of course, we've got tablets and and smartphones with us now. Uh, it is amazing. Again, it's the Mophie uh, Power Station AC. It's it's kind of funny because like in my hand right now, I actually have the kit of what I what I travel with, and I can I carry a bunch of AC adapters, a bunch of cables. I've got a I've got a smaller battery here that's only like a five thousand milliamp hour. It's yeah. a, it's smaller. It's actually bigger actually than what you just described. So being able to like ditch a lot of this stuff uh, and have all that power, that's a, that's a really great idea. I like I, it. I also showed uh, an Eaton, an Eaton uh, FXR5. Probably getting letters wrong there. <laughs> it's a, um, how do I describe this? Uh, Eaton, they make all sorts of, um, uh, I guess, uh, emergency radios and hand crank radios and stuff. Right, yeah, I've had one of those. So this one here is the ultimate uh, little radio that you want in your emergency kit, or even if you're taking camping or hiking. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's square. It's, uh, I think about, you know, five inches by five inches. It, uh, has a radio built in. It also does Bluetooth. So you can actually hook your smartphone in and wirelessly listen to music. Nice. Uh, it's got, uh, the emergency weather and, uh, other, uh, emergency stations. You can get uh, info right. during like an earthquake or other types of emergencies built in led light, a built in beacon, and you can power this thing like all sorts of different ways. You can plug in some, you know, uh, rechargeable batteries, disposable batteries. It's got an AC adapter. You can, you know, plug it into cigarette lighter adapter. It's also be, you can also charge it using solar and it's got a hand crank as well. So cranking the hand crank for two minutes gets you 10 minutes of radio. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going camping next week. So can I, can I borrow that off you? You can. All right. I will report back and tell you how it is. It's water resistant as well. (laughs) I'm not putting the radio in the bathtub. No. <laughs> it didn't turn out well last time. Well, let's uh, talk about another cool gift idea. What about the gift of music? Fender, everyone knows Fender from their fantastic guitars. They've got a great app now that lets you do just that, learn how to play the guitar. On the line, we've got Ethan Kaplan. Thanks for joining us, joining us, Ethan. Yeah, thank you for having me. Wanted to get you on the line. Uh, we came across a really cool app you guys have uh, developed, and uh, I think a lot of folks might uh, know Fender from the guitar world. You've got something called Fender Play. Tell our listeners about it. Yeah, Fender Play is um, it's a subscription-based online guitar learning uh, product, both on uh, Android, iOS, as well as available on the web. Um, we made it knowing that most people, when they pick up a guitar, are going to get discouraged, and most of them quit within three months. So we wanted to make a digital product that helped people get into the instrument and stick with the instrument um, to get the most out of it. And uh, what uh, what platform does this uh, this app work on? Um, we have it out for uh, iPhone, iPad, Android, Android tablets, and the web. So it's pretty much available wherever you you are when you're playing. And so what what makes this different than uh, the other guitar lessons out there? I I know there's a lot of video lessons. What would make this different? We put a lot of attention into how people learn uh, nowadays. If you go to some video instruction sites, um, the videos are 60, 65 minutes long sometimes, and it takes a long time uh, getting through theory and kind of esoteric playing to actually play a real song. What we wanted to do is get you playing a song, something that you knew within 26 minutes or less. Um, we did it so that lessons are small. They're kind of uh, short, bite-sized, quick wins, very achievement-based. Um, we also put a lot of attention into how we shoot. Uh, we make the best guitars, I think, in the world. They look great. Um, so the videos needed to look as good. They needed to sound good. And it needed to be done in a way that you actually can understand what you're seeing. So we do things like over-the-shoulder shots. So you actually really get a deep 
uh, understanding of how to play. Uh, so it was a very future-forward uh, product in terms of how we did it. And how many lessons are there? I think in our system right now, we have near 1,000 lessons. There's uh, 360 or so songs. Um, we teach everything from kind of deep techniques on um, picking and pivot fingers and arpeggios to very basic, like, one-note chords. So wherever you're entering from, maybe having picked the instrument up 10 years ago and put it back under your bed or grabbed it from your parents' closet at your childhood home, we can get you back into the instrument. Or if you've never picked up a guitar before, we can get you into the instrument from there. Do I have to have a Fender guitar? doesn't have to be a Fender. It works with any six-string, 22-fret instrument, which is the best thing about it. And uh, what kind of uh, pricing are we looking at for the lessons? Um, the lessons are nine ninety-nine uh, a month. We have a 30-day free trial. Um, the, the, the most uh, economical is the $89 one-year package. Um, it gives you one year of access to all of the instruction, all of the lessons, all of the songs, and we're continuing to add content um, every week, every day almost. Uh, it also gives you access, the nine ninety nine or eighty or 89 gives you access to ukulele lessons um, as well, and we're working on putting bass uh, lessons into the product. I could become a ukulele master? Yeah, ukulele, believe it or not, is one of the fastest growing instruments right now, and, and it's becoming super popular with you know, everybody. Um, and you're seeing it show up on stages, at rock shows, um, YouTube videos galore. So we have really good ukulele lessons as well. So you can kind of uh, stretch your palate. So you can make even someone like me uh, learn uh, to play guitar uh, like Eric Clapton? Yeah, I, I think, it, you know, the, the great thing about the product is it's uh, adaptable to however you want to learn and whatever you want to play. We have, we have songs in there that are from hip-hop artists to heavy metal, rock, classic rock, I mean, our most popular track is uh, a Foster the People track. It's not what you would expect from a guitar uh, instruction site. Very cool. And how long has this been out now? Um, we're approaching one year in July, so we've had it out there since July 4th of last year. And how's the feedback been? It's been great. Um, people are sticking with it. People are learning. Um, we have a Facebook community around it that um, when, you, when you join the product, you get access to that. People are posting videos of themselves playing, performing, performing, you know, people are now getting to the point of where they're performing for friends and, and posting video of that or performing for family. And, and that's really powerful for us. Um, you know, the guitar is a great expressive instrument uh, and helping people unlock that is really the aim of what we're doing. We're talking with Ethan Kaplan uh, over at Fender, Fender Guitars. He's the, uh, the master of digital over there. Thanks so much for joining us today, uh, Ethan. Where can people find out more information about this? Yeah, um, head over to play.fender.com um, to get access to the free trial and get into Fender Play, um, or download us uh, on the Apple or Android App Store by searching for Fender Play. Very cool. Thanks again, Ethan. Thank you so much. When we come back from the break, still more tech to talk here on Get Connected. We will be having a, a chat about a really cool digital surveillance camera that fits in the palm of your hands, got a rechargeable battery, it's weatherproof, and it has a cell connection. What more could you ask for? You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Well, Father's Day is uh, almost upon us, and I have uh, another guest on here that might have a Father's Day gift idea for uh, those dads out there. Brian Jackson from IT World uh, Canada joins us. Thanks uh, for coming on the show, Brian. Thanks for having me, Mike. 
You uh, have recently had a chance to review the uh, the Arlo Go. Uh, basically, uh, I know, don't know what you call it, a, a security cam? Yeah, that's right. It's just like all these other smart security cameras that are out on market these days, but it's got a couple of different twists to it, and uh, this is the first product I've really seen like this. So we're familiar with those uh, home security cameras by now. You know, you you buy this camera, you deploy it to your home, maybe put it on uh, your mantle or on a table somewhere, and uh, you plug it in and you connect it to your Wi-Fi network, and then you've got a little bit of a home security camera set up. But with the Arlo Go, they've changed two key things on it. First, they've added a battery, and second, they've in- included cellular connectivity. So you can take this camera around with you. It's portable since the battery powers it and the cellular connectivity means that it can send back video data from anywhere. And then uh, you can just put it wherever you want or you can move it around and uh, make it a portable sort of security system. So uh, it solves a few more problems that you might not be able to solve with the other security cameras on the market like this. Well, it's interesting. Uh, we've talked about the Arlo uh, cameras before on the show, and the, the newer generation ones have been fantastic because they do have the built-in rechargeable batteries, so you don't have to run wires to them, which makes it super easy to place them literally anywhere, inside or out. Uh, but you're saying the big advantage of this new one is that it's got that feature, but you can also put uh, uh, a SIM card in it and get a plan so that you can have this thing literally anywhere that has cell reception. That's right. And uh, the only carrier that's supporting this right now is Bell. So uh, they have a plan that you can, uh, and when you go to Bell, you can buy this camera and and get this data plan along with it to support uh, the camera's service. Because obviously, the the whole concept being that you're going to have an app on your smartphone, or you you can monitor this uh, using a web browser too, if that's what you want to do. And uh, be alerted when the camera picks up motion in your home or on your property or wherever it is that you place this thing since you can put it anywhere. Well, this uh, obviously, I mean, there's so many applications I can think of. Uh, You know, if you've got a big yard and the Wi-Fi just doesn't get you know, to your shed or something in the back, some you know you could place it there. But also, if you've got uh, vacation property, uh, whether that's a cottage or cabin or condo uh, that doesn't have uh, Wi-Fi reception, uh, this is uh, a great little security device uh, that you can literally access anytime. Yeah, I think those are some really good examples, Mike, that you thought of there. I was thinking of, you know, I, I used to work at a summer camp and. Um, a big problem there is just knowing where everybody is at certain times. For example, when the bus came at the end of the day, we had to gather up all the kids and get them to um, that bus location so they could get on board and uh, get home on time. So, you know, often there was a lot of communication on walkie-talkies for just figuring out where everybody was and if everybody was going to move on time. And I could imagine, like, deploying some of these cameras around a site like that, a big uh, campsite, which the one I worked at was, like, 60 acres, right? So you could put one in in the key places that 
uh, campers and staff tend to be. And then just take a look and you could see uh, problem areas or you could see that people are getting organized and moving on like they should be. And uh, that would be one sort of use of monitoring like an outdoor business facility or uh, like that, right? Um, so I, exactly, the outdoor situation is uh, a big problem that the R logo solves. And, and it's built to be weatherproof too. So it can withstand uh, the rain and the wind and, and even some cold temperatures. Yeah, from uh, what I'm looking at the pricing, not not bad. I mean, if you wanted to buy it outright, it's uh, $550, but uh, Bell has a uh, a two-year plan for $199, and then it's a $15 a month for the data. Uh, so it brings the cost uh, down. Uh, which isn't too bad for peace of mind, essentially. Yeah, it, I wonder if um, one of the cameras would be enough for for somebody because if you're really deploying this, I think you're not just uh, a consumer, right? Like maybe if you have some sort of uh, reason that you need to carry a camera around with you, maybe you, you want to move it between your home and your cottage and use it as a car dash cam at the same time, uh, then you would get this. But really, I think in most cases, this is going to be for a sort of a small business type of operation. And then I'm thinking about operationally, you know, you're, since this is on a battery, you're going to have to charge it up every now and then. Now, the battery lasts for several days, but still, you, you might have to have a system if you really want 24-7 surveillance where you have several of these cameras and you rotate them in and out of um, charging and deployment, right? So that's something to think about too here is that the battery does run out and you'll have to change it at some point. So you can't like climb a 60-foot pole and, and place it and leave it and forget it. It has to be somewhat accessible. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, um, doing a little research, uh, apparently you can get little solar chargers for it as well. So uh, you can climb up that 60-foot pole, and make, but make sure that you have the solar charging option for it as well. Right. Yeah, that would be one way around it for sure, as long as you get that good sunlight. Talking with Brian Jackson from IT World Canada about the new Arlo Go camera. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Thanks for having me, Mike. When we come back from the break. More tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. A little bit time left. Graham, you do have an app of the week for us. Yes, I do. So the app of the week this week is a really cool game for both iOS and Android. It's called Space Pioneer. Now, this is a free app. Uh, it does have in-app purchases because there is a little bit of time gating that goes on here. But this is an app where you're going to use the latest high-tech weapons and skills to crush your enemies and earn loot to unlock awesome new gear and upgrades. This is a top-down shooter. So you probably remember those things from uh, games like Smash TV back in the 80s and 90s. Lots of really fun stuff. Uh, and so this has got some really cool action-packed gameplay. Um, essentially, it is touch controls, so it's like a dual stick shooter if you've ever played one of those. And uh, it basically explores new galaxies and incredible new worlds. You've got a trusty robot psychic, and you're making your way across fantastic planets to try to basically kill all the bad guys. And when you p kill all the bad guys, you get really cool sets of resources that you can build a base with. Your base does all sorts of research so you can get better weapons so you can kill more bad guys. Starting to see the, a bit of the loop on this one? Is this a complicated game? Uh, I find some of these things, you've got so much going on, it kind of sucks the fun out of it. Uh, with this one, pretty much the left stick makes you move, the right stick makes you shoot. All you got to do is look towards the bad guys, and that's pretty much it. I loved Smash TV back in the day. That was one of my favorite games uh, from the arcade. And they're actually bringing Smash TV back next year with a new version. Or at least that's the rumor. I'm actually pretty excited for it. 
Very cool. Thank you, Graham. That was uh, our app of the week. And speaking of apps, we do have our sister show, the app show that is uh, on every Sunday here on the Chorus Radio Network out of uh, CKNW 980 here in Vancouver. Runs from 10 in the morning till 11 in the morning Pacific time. Uh, And again, check uh, your listings for the other stations out there uh, in Western Canada. But it is an awesome show. We talk about all the latest and greatest apps, tips and tricks, Hot 5 app countdowns, and what's streaming on the different streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and Crave TV. Looks like that's all the time we have left for the program this week. This is Mike and Graham signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.